Welcome back to Finding Water, our podcast with leaders who have successfully led digital transformations. And I'm your host, Lisa Wolf. I'm the Global Director of AI Ops Product and Solutions Marketing at ServiceNow. And today it is my honor to welcome Kelly Stephen Weiss, Head of Workforce Innovation Products for ServiceNow. And Kelly's here to share her journey, her best practices, and her practical advice on how to lead successful digital transformation, and specifically digital transformation as it relates to an organization's employees. Kelly, welcome. Thank you, Lisa. It's great to be here. So given what organizations have been through these past couple years, not only with the pandemic, but political unrest and climate crises, uh, the one area that digital transformation really applies to probably more than any other area is an organization's workforce. And Kelly, prior to ServiceNow, you were a CHRO for 13 years in tech, and then you became a founder and the CEO of Hitchworks, which was acquired by ServiceNow. Can you tell us about the solutions that you and your team built while you were at Hitch and how you see these solutions helping ServiceNow clients transform their employee experience? Um, and specifically, what problem were you trying to solve that you didn't see a solution for? Well, Lisa, if somebody were to tell me that I would go from CHRO to CEO, I wouldn't have actually believed them. But it was actually from that viewpoint of the organization that I discovered so much about capacity being wasted, so much lack of visibility to our internal talent and a lot of unnecessary turnover. And despite, of course, the obsolescence of technology, productivity and engagement in our workforce around the world was decreasing. There, there had to really be a better way to make employees feel seen, valued, and heard, and for the company at the same time to be able to thrive uh, and, of course, have our GDP growing versus shrinking. So the Hitch solution solved for giving visibility to skills of individual employees, allowing for people to be truly and holistically seen. Um, the platform actually created a marketplace of gigs, full-time roles, and used matching to skills to both push and pull employees to high demand work and the flow of work. Um, additionally, the platform created dynamic career pathing, mentorship, and overall a greater view of talent pools based on skills in the organization, which allowed managers to give more career and development opportunities beyond like their usual suspects, because we all know who we know, right? And we tend to tap the same people. So it allowed for more inclusion and a greater mobility of sort of that untapped talent. So, you know, who could have foreseen the entire world coming to a screeching halt and everyone forced out of offices to work from their kitchen tables, living rooms, and of course, if we're lucky enough, a home office. But when COVID happened, there were no hallway chats. There was no in-person interviews or interactions and work had to be deployed really differently. So whether your workforce was contracting or growing, there needed to be a digital solution to stand up a more agile deployment of work and Hitch really solved that issue. So 
kind of as we, you know, you mentioned some of what's going on in sort of the macro level, as we look at uncertainty, uncertainty of inflation and geopolitical conflicts, automation, rising energy costs, and of course, where we're centered, hybrid work, we have to find uh, new digital solutions. So I think as a global community, we're all learning a great deal about how to be better prepared. We're learning how to help organizations transform their employee experience wherever employees are working. So not all industries have workforces who can do their work remotely. Take healthcare, for example. But you know, for those industries who had workforces who could do their work from anywhere, as was the case with ServiceNow, we instantly had to support 100% of our workforce going remote and make sure they were productive working from home overnight. So that digital transformation is what allowed us to do that. Great, thank you for that background. And now that you've been in these various roles, you've been a CHRO, as I said, a CEO, and now the head of workforce innovation products for ServiceNow. Um, given your journey, when you specifically think about that CHRO role today, what are the three most important priorities that they should be focused on when it comes to digital transformation or when it comes to transforming the employee experience? Well, I think CHROs need to do these three things. One, they need to recognize the need to build personalized and customized employee experiences. There will be more demand than ever before to consumerize HR solutions. Um, CHROs will need higher level acumen in analysis and marketing. Second, um, leading a new talent operating model, who, where, and how work gets done. Uh, the workforce will need to adapt to automation and disruption and business models, which requires new skills. And three, I would say driving more agile processes and solutions, the ability to adapt quickly and respond to changing landscapes and being adept at new and emerging technologies. Okay, so let's break this down for our listeners. Um, let's go through each one of these priorities. When you say build personalized and customized employee experiences and consumerized HR solutions. What are some specific examples of what before and after personalized employee experiences look like? And thinking about before and after, this is really a transformation. So how does a CHRO get started? Well, Lisa, one of the best examples of a consumer-like experience in HR was the opportunity marketplace that we built inside of Hitch. Um, so many projects or gigs, and other than full-time opportunities for employees, were like a black box. They, they were not visible or accessible by the, the masses. And often the great projects or roles were staffed without a lot of transparency. So similarly, HR solutions were built really for the back office, and we disrupted that by making all work visible via this open marketplace that was automatically matching employees via their preferences and aspired skills that were exposed in their profile. They didn't have to even be sort of in the market for a role per se, but they would receive these notifications in this omni-channel experience like in 
in MS Teams while on their computers or mobile phones, or if they wanted to see all opportunities, they can open the app and peruse themselves. All their best matches would then pop up first based on what they said they'd be interested in seeing or learning about. So what was transformative about this was not just about a great UI and matching capabilities, but the complete democratization of the process around how roles and opportunities were made transparent. Yeah, awesome. This an awesome new, really proactive process um, where you probably have People now not even thinking that there's a match out for their uh, a different role, a, a better opportunity out there for them, and then they see this come through um, a, a normal chat channel or you know even email. Uh, it's just a I think it's a breakthrough right there. Let's go to that CHRO priority number two, and this is where you mentioned leading a new talent operating model. And you talked about how the workforce will need to adapt to automation and disruption business models, which also requires new skills. Here again, can you give us a couple examples of what leading a new talent operating model looks like for, for those of us that didn't grow up in HR or not in HR, what, what does that look like? Yeah, well, certainly operating model you hear about in business school. So let me break it down a little bit. Like, what do I mean by uh, talent operating model? So when I say talent operating model, I'm talking about the components of the company's operating mechanism. So org structure, process, culture, technology, and some of those leadership capabilities. Essentially, all the major components of how a company gets work done. Given people are the major engine of the company's output, by addressing new ways of working, including automation, talent mobility, which is that sharing talent across cost centers or geos and projects or gigs, is essentially reimagining a lot of the traditional operations of work. So as we have entered sort of 4.0 of the industrial revolution, the leadership methods, tools, structures, all that has to be disrupted. Um, the skills that organizations will demand and their corresponding supply chains will need to change too. I mean, think of the automotive industry and their move from combustion engines to electric, i.e. hardware to software, um, just as an example. Yeah, I am thinking of that right now. Uh, um, uh, automobiles are no longer um, automobiles, right? They're they're software. They're almost yeah, completely. See what happened with California, right? By 2030, everybody has to has, have an electric vehicle. Yeah, okay. yeah. So finally, um, you also mentioned this third priority of driving more agile processes and the ability to adapt quickly and respond to the changing landscape. Um, are there best practices that you found in your experiences that would help other organizations and specifically the CHRO ensure that their workforce is ready for ongoing change, but also help their workforce be comfortable with ambiguity? Yeah, ambiguity is a big one, right? I mean, who saw COVID coming? That was the great ambiguity. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things I mentioned uh, in sort of my top three was the ability to adapt and respond quickly. So 
that ability to adapt and respond, um, leading agile and digital transformation is best represented in what, uh, you know, we call the VUCA leadership model. So the ability to manage volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. Um, it means that CHROs need to create and implement methods for hiring, developing, and building the right incentives, um, ensuring the DNA of the workforce, uh, you know, they refine their muscles around the skills required to lead in this new reality of work. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I gave my former CHRO peer group was be willing to hire into HR the skills and talent that may come from other disciplines and consistently measure the impact of programs and strategies on employees and further be ready to quickly reimagine those new processes, tools, or skill sets. Yeah, especially again, given um, the dynamic environment that we live in today, reimagining will be a, a skill that we'll have to do a lot more often now. Um, and when you think about these three CHRO priorities, uh, how does a CHRO measure their overall transformation progress against these? What approach do you recommend in terms of um, of how they how, how they measure their success? Well, very simple. You know, ask the front line often and push down the decision making to those on the front line, the people sort of serving your customers, um, managing your processes. This doesn't mean just in pulse surveys necessarily. It means setting up listening and learning posts in every interaction and providing the space for HR teams across talent acquisition, total rewards, business partners, um, giving them the avenue to provide feedback and make processes improvements uh, along the, the way in an agile fashion. Gotcha. So um, this has been great to hear your journey, Kelly. As a woman who's created a startup, who was a CHRO, a CEO, a founder, um, and how lucky we are at ServiceNow to have you working directly with our global, um, our clients and global enterprises to help them transform their employee experiences. And I have one final question I ask all my guests. If you had one book recommendation for our listeners, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with digital transformation per se, it could, what would that book be? Well, it's really hard to narrow down <laughs> my favorite books because I, I actually keep, I have so many books, but I, I keep the my favorites behind me. I keep the ones that I reference the most. And one of my most favorite, I have to say, was the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There uh, by Marshall Goldsmith. You know, discover the 20 workplace habits that you need to break. Um, I'm a disruptor, so I'm all about breaking things, but breaking the right things. I think this is this was my go-to manual in coaching CEOs and other executives. Um, often um, the core premises of the book is, you know, we learn certain habits because we, we believe that that is what led us to where we are. But we know that the twists and turns along your career journey, um, taking on new roles, um, require a different set of skills. So, you know, what the formula was to get you to one, one turn in the road isn't necessarily what you need for the future. 
future. You have to remain agile and adaptable. That is the muscle for the future to learn, unlearn and relearn and be willing to reimagine yourself. I love that learn, unlearn and relearn. And I, I, I love the reimagining. It sounds like an awesome book. I haven't read it. I will add it to my list. And thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us today. Please join us for the next one where we hear from industry leaders who've had hands-on experience in leading successful digital transformations. So long for now. 